At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw coming to you from downtown Las Vegas on a Monday. And quite a weekend it was in college basketball, Amal. The top six teams in the AP poll all suffered defeat on Saturday. Yeah, but there's one thing. You know, everybody keeps pointing that out. They were, you know what the common denominators? They, they were, were all on the road. The road. Three, and three were dogs. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. The problem is the people that follow the AP poll are not better, so they don't even understand it's irrelevant to the situation. I mean, KU's going on the road in a huge revenge spot for Baylor in a game they got embarrassed at the fog. Great opportunity for them to bounce back. We know how tough they've been at the Farrell Center for the last several years. Uh, you look at Kentucky in a tremendous basketball game. I don't know if you saw that game. I, I got Kentucky plus eight and a half early when they were down 12 and looked like they were going to get routed. And they come right out of the block in the second half. And that second half was unbelievable. It was just a four-point game throughout the rest yeah, of the second half. Yeah, it went back and forth the whole second half. And, and it wasn't like they both made shots. It was a great game. And they, another game where they hit a long three-pointer at the end, and, and, and Arkansas doesn't cover because the game closed two and a half. They end up winning by two. Number one, Gonzaga goes to St. Mary's and gets beat. Tough place to play. The shocking thing there is they only scored 22 points, 21 points in the first half. Yeah. Credit to that St. Mary's defense and their style of play. Should be a great rematch, hopefully, right here in Las Vegas in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Arizona was outscored 47-26 in the second half at Boulder and loses 9.5-point favorites them all. Yeah, Colorado got embarrassed on Thursday against Arizona mm-hmm. State. And generally an embarrassment. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the 76ers got embarrassed by Brooklyn. They go on the road and win at Milwaukee. We see this Colorado team rebound after getting dusted by uh, Hurley's team at home. A tremendous second half they play there against Arizona. You know, the one thing with Arizona, if you look at their games, they've been a tremendous team. But they have had about 10-minute stretches of every basketball game where they've had struggles. You see opponents that they shouldn't be hanging around, and they are. And this was a credit to Colorado and Tad Boyle's team for the way they played. Auburn was ranked third. They went to Knoxville. They were three-point dogs. They led by 11 early in the second half. Tennessee wins the game 67-62 and gets the cover as well. Yeah, Bruce is not going to win on the road. You know, like, look, we are used to him buying players. But is he buying referees? I don't think so in the SEC. Purdue... Uh, tied at 63 with a minute to go in East Lansing, came back from a 10-point deficit, but Sparty gets the job done, winning 68-65. Purdue was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Michigan State had struggled mightily heading into that game, Amal. Yeah, they really were, but it got to five before tip-off. It seemed like a high number for Purdue lay on the road. When was the last time you saw Michigan State really? I mean, I know they had a couple of games where they had some hiccups along the way, but to lose by six you know, on the pre-flop number, would have been tough for Sparty at home, and especially coming off a three-game losing streak. Yeah, Illinois pretty much outplayed them in East Lansing, covered that yeah. game one pretty easily. Other than that, they've been good at home. 
Um, you talked about Kansas, Kentucky, those losses. Duke wins handily at the Carrier Dome. Villanova, who was ranked eighth, lost as a two-point dog or one-and-a-half-point dog at UConn on Tuesday. Texas Tech led this game by double digits in Fort Worth against TCU on Saturday. TCU comes back, outplays them down the stretch, and beats them 69-66. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this one surprised me probably almost as much as the Arizona one. I think Gonzaga losing in Moraga is not a surprise just because how well the Gales have always played against them. So it's not that much of a shocker. But to me, I thought this Texas Tech team, with how they defend against a TCU team that doesn't shoot the ball well consistently, uh, this was a bit of a surprise. Amal, eight of the top ten lose. Which loss do you think was the most important in terms of the team losing? Which was the most damaging of those eight losses? You know, to me, I would say Auburn and Purdue from a conference standpoint. I think everybody else, they're, they're, you don't want to classify them as good losses, but losing at UConn, top 25 team. Losing at Arkansas, who has one loss this year, which is an aberration against Vanderbilt. Uh, losing on Rocky Top. I mean, that, that to me is not as I mean, I said Auburn, but from a conference standpoint, but there's no shame in losing at Tennessee. Gonzaga's still going to win the West Coast. Arizona's still going to win the yeah. Pac-12. You know, Kentucky had a chance to get pull into a tie with Auburn there. So, But a tough place to play. Arkansas now ranked 14th in the new poll that's out. The biggest shakeup was Baylor goes from 10th to 3rd in the new AP poll today. Kansas drops to 6th. And Duke up from 7th to 4th. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction because, to me, uh, you know, the only team I see in the top six that I thought that Duke is probably better than is KU, Kansas. Yeah. Uh, I, I still like Arizona, Gonzaga, Auburn, Purdue over them, but Duke's got the talent to be able to still cut down the nets. When we take a look at the odds to win the tournament uh, at three different spots, at DraftKings here at Circa and at BetMGM, Take a look at this board here. Gonzaga is still your favorite across the board, anywhere from plus 340 to plus $4. Arizona, the second choice. Um, along with Kentucky, really. Arizona and Kentucky, co-second choices at DraftKings at 7-1. to one. Uh, and, then, and then when you get down to it, you see Auburn between 9-1 to one and 12-1. to one. Purdue between 9-1 to one and 13-1. to one. Kansas, the cheapest there is 12-1. to one. Duke, 11 or 12 to 1. Then you get to Villanova, 25 to 1. Texas Tech, still 25 to 1 at DraftKings. Baylor, essentially the fifth choice, anywhere from 14 to 18 to 1. Anybody you got your eye on right now outside of Gonzaga and Arizona? Um, I think that Kentucky's very dangerous. I think Texas Tech, uh, I tell you, I, I think Villanova can be very dangerous. Um, but I don't know if they can make as deep of a run because they just don't have that interior play. I don't like Jay Dixon in the post compared to some of these other guys they're facing off against. I think Connecticut's a dangerous team. I don't know how far they'll go, um, but I, I love the way they play. I like their pieces. They've got some perimeter shooters. They, they've got good guard play in R.J. Cole. Uh, Suniga inside. Um, trying to think of who else. You know, I think it's a wide-open tournament. Providence back up into the top 10 now this week, ninth, and Wisconsin makes an entry in the top 10 at 10th. Yeah, we listen, Providence is the official team of odds on here, right? They've been <laughs> tremendous at the dunk. They just cover. They just cover. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, Mike, I don't believe in this team when you get away from the Dunkin' Donuts Center and when they go into the tournament against some of these other opponents. But you have to give them a ton of credit for playing so well in close games. In single-digit games this year, they're 14-1. and one. All right, let's get into tonight's slate. Mm -hmm. There's four games involving ranked teams tonight, Amal. And let's start out with a showcase matchup. Now number three, Baylor, goes to the Irwin Center in Austin to take on 21st rank. 
Texas. This game is at 6 p.m. on ESPN. Baylor off that big victory over Kansas over the weekend. Remember they 12, tw- trailed 12 to 2, 25 to 13. Got back into the game by halftime and pulled away in the second half. This was one of your gravy games of the year when they oh. played uh, when they played at Baylor. Baylor was only a four and a half, five point favorite. They won 80 to 63 on February 12th against Texas. Texas coming off a win at West Virginia. And a really anomaly, such a high-scoring game that went back and forth with big runs, 82-81 on Saturday. Baylor now, a game back at Kansas in the loss column in the Big 12. I'm all there laying one and a half here at the Irwin Center tonight with a total of 135. Yeah, I'm staying away from this game completely because it's a revenge spot. If you look at the games yesterday, Mike, think about how many teams were able to uh, get revenge in a rematch of a game that they had lost earlier in the year. We saw Maryland win by 15 against Ohio State. Uh, Temple beats Tulane. East Tennessee State over Greensboro. Uh, Montana over Montana State. DePaul over St. John's. Stay away spot for me here. I know the money's been coming in on Baylor. This is an important game for Texas. They got a good win in which they almost squandered against West Virginia in Morgantown on Saturday. So a good chance to bounce back here. But uh, I just don't see the consistency from this Texas offense to be able to back them. That's the problem for me. I'll have a play on this game later, Amal. All right, let's move to the Big Ten. Five o'clock Pacific time on the Big Ten Network from Carver Hawkeye. Northwestern lost at Penn State, has lost four out of five. Playing the Hawkeyes of Iowa, they move up a spot to 24th in the poll. I was hot them all. They won six of seven. They beat Nebraska by 10 on Friday in Lincoln, but didn't cover the closing line of 13. This is the first time these teams have met. Northwestern comes in at six and 12 in the Big Ten. Iowa, 10 and seven. If you like the Hawkeyes, you got to lay 10 and a half, the total of 150 and a half. I'm hoping that Iowa falls behind early in this game to get an in-game number. I'm not going to touch this one. Don't want to lay 10 and a half with the Hawkeyes. I really like this Northwestern team, despite the fact that they're under 500. They've just not been able to close out games, but they've been highly competitive. I really thought you were going to play Penn State on Friday against Northwestern. Remember I told you I thought you'd have a play on that game? I wish I had taken it. I should have taken it. But but you know what? What Penn State showed yesterday is what I thought Penn State is. I mean, you get beat by Nebraska by 30, uh, as our producer chimes in with Go Big Red. Tell you what, the best number was second half. They're down 18, and they made Penn State minus 10.5 second half. And I said, Penn State couldn't outscore an empty gym by 10.5 and a half. Yeah. Um, well, Hoiberg's been much better at a reduced salary. Kansas, <laughs> here's a revenge spot game, Mamal. Kansas State at Texas Tech, 6 o'clock Pacific time on ESPN2 from United Supermarket Serena in Lubbock. Remember, when they played this game at Bramlage on, on January 15th, Texas Tech was a five-point favorite. Kansas State beat them 62-51. Texas Tech only scored one point in the last four and a half minutes of that game. Texas Tech off the loss at TCU. Kansas State has lost three in a row, including at home to Iowa State as a two and a half point favorite on Saturday, 74-73. Texas Tech laying 12, 134 and a half. Yeah, I think this is a game. This is a high number, Mike. Uh, despite mm-hmm. the fact that I think Guns Up wins this game, 12 is a big number to lay here. But I'll tell you the one thing that intrigued me. I didn't end up playing. It was under 134 and a half. The first time around at Bramlage, Texas Tech really struggled offensively, shot only 24% from beyond the arc, and 17 turnovers. Obviously, I believe that number will be far reduced in this one. But to me, this Kansas State team, outside of Nigel Pack, just doesn't have enough consistency. I think they're going to be in serious trouble here. I think we're going to see a suffocating defensive effort out of Kansas, excuse me, out of Texas Tech in this one. Eight o'clock Pacific time and local time, ESPN2 from Alaska Airline Arenas in Seattle. It's UCLA now ranked 17th after the loss to Oregon last week, taking on Washington. They played this game just nine days ago, Amal. 76-50. Femi couldn't cover with 15 points at Pauley Pavilion. UCLA, as I said, split against the Oregon schools this weekend. Washington played Washington State back-to-back. 
Washington was a 10-point dog at Washington State, lost 78-70. They were a three-and-a-half-point dog at home and beat Washington State by the same score, 78-70. UCLA, this number 10-and-a-half on the overnight. I'm all down to eight with a total of 138-and-a-half. I think this is a game the Huskies struggled to score the basketball a little bit. I think this total is a little bit high. Uh, I don't see it going over. I like the under. Don't like the side here in either way. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Up next, we'll take a look at the Wooden Award and the rest of the college basketball schedule. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint wintergreen, mango, or a mall's personal favorite, citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N dot C-O-M slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine, Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, it was exactly one month ago today, four Mondays ago, that we first talked about the Wooden Awards. Yeah. Um, 
And I said to you at that time, is Toshibwe a nice bet here at 5 to 1 plus 550? The market was very close then. Kofi Coburn was plus $6. Johnny Davis plus 650. Agbaji plus 650. I'm all in the course of a month. Toshibwe is now minus 240. Davis, really the only other person getting any action from Wisconsin. He's plus 750. Is this race over? It feels like it. How about the 30, uh, 30 points, 18 rebounds on Saturday? That was unbelievable. You know what? He does such a great job of snaring every ball that's just in his area or just close enough. It's amazing. This guy's got to have some of the strongest pair of hands you've ever seen in terms of what he's been able to do. Um, you know, the other thing is, I've heard people say Keegan Murray's going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year. No shot. It's got to be Johnny it's Davis. Davis. Right? Yeah. I, 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 think, I so. think Murray would be the third choice. I think Coburn will finish second in that race. I tend to agree with you. I mean, Coburn's been tremendous for this Illinois team. How, how impressive was their performance yesterday? I mean, look, Michigan made the little run at him there. Yeah. And then they just blew the game back out. That's not an easy place to play, Chrysler, even though Michigan's down. And actually going against a real head coach and Phil Martelli. But by the way, did you happen to see the Indiana-Minnesota game? I did not. Minnesota was down 70-43 to 43 mm. with about uh, eight and a half minutes to go. With six seconds remaining, it was a three-point game. Mm. I mean, I, I love the fact Woodson didn't call timeout. He just had his team play through it. I actually thought it was great, and it, it was got down to 20, and then they went on a 12-0 run or something. But Indiana, obviously, you just need a bucket here or there, but they couldn't do it. And then Willis was hitting every shot in the world for Minnesota. And it, it's just interesting to me when you look in this league, there's been some great teams and some good individual talents, but it just doesn't seem like there's consistency from some of these teams. But again, it's the road factor. You, you talked about it going into Chrysler, not an easy place to play. But give the Illini credit. They go in and get the road win. How many teams does the Big Ten get in the tournament? Uh, eight. Ooh, really? You don't think so? Purdue, Wisconsin, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Iowa, Michigan State, Ohio State. Yep. Who are the other two? Um, Indiana and potentially Rutgers. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure on either one of those. I think both of them still have work to do to get in. I think you got six pretty much for sure. Where do you see your Ohio State now as you head into the into this? Are they a Sweet 16 ceiling team, or do you think they can make well, a deep what, run? Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah. said Sweet 16. You said would, they might make the Elite Eight if, if they got the right matchup. If they got the right matchup. To me, if they make the second weekend of the tournament, it's been a, it's been a successful campaign based on what they have. All right, let's get into some of the other games tonight. Let's start off 4 o'clock Pacific time on ESPN from the Dean E. Smith Student Activities Center in Chapel Hill. Syracuse and your boy Jimmy Beheim. I thought they were going to give up 100 to Duke on, on Saturday. Taking on North Carolina. Look, I know you've been critical of Hubert Davis. You said he's got to go. They're 13-5 and five in the league and 21-8 and eight overall. Beheim 9-9 and nine and 15-14, and 14, probably looking for a four seed. Uh, they've lost two straight to Syracuse <laughs> at Notre Dame and to Duke. North Carolina has won five of six. The only loss, the inexplicable one at home to Pittsburgh. They're 14-2 and two at home this year, the other home loss to Duke. Carolina, up from 7.5 on the overnight to 8 with a total of 155.5, I'm all. Okay, before you anointed this UNC team well, a I'm great... Not, I'm okay. not anointing anybody. Just saying, they won at NC State, who, by the way, Kerry Keats' team... Is horrendous. Eleven and eighteen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They beat Louisville in their uh, second match. Louisville's twelve and sixteen. Uh, Chris Mack got fired earlier in the year. Good win at Virginia Tech. Ah, but then to the Dean Dome comes Jeff Capel and that vaunted Pittsburgh team mm -hmm. led by Aaron Donald, Danny Marino, Hugh Green. <laughs> oh no, none of those guys. They lose to this Pittsburgh team who couldn't get out of the way for the first three months. Look, this team has done well to a certain extent because they're in the worst ACC ever. Listen, if this were a Carolina team of old, Carolina would have about – them and Duke would be neck and neck for the conference, and they'd probably be better than Duke. Even though Duke's got immense talent, they haven't played to that level. When you look at this matchup tonight, to me, this is a game that 
it's 156 on the total. Could be a high-scoring game. But I think Carolina's got a chance to blow out this UNC uh, Syracuse team because they shoot the ball well from the perimeter. And you look at Syracuse, they just don't defend well in certain spots. Edwards being out in the center of that uh, zone has been a huge impact for them. All right, let's move on here. 6 p.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports from the Arena Auditorium in Laramie, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Your San Diego State Aztecs take on the Wyoming Cowboys. San Diego State lost at Boise in that game that you could have covered if you'd taken the points. Uh, The game they should have won anyhow, Amal. And then they took care of San Jose over the weekend, 77-52. Look, Wyoming covered the 6.5 against Colorado State, losing by 6. And then they beat UNR 74-61 Saturday as a 7-point favorite covering. Amal, I know you don't believe in this Wyoming team as much as I do, but they're 13-0 in Laramie this year. And yet, San Diego State's favored here. One and a half or two, depending on where you find it, with a total of 129. Well, I think, first of all, you got to take the Cowboys or no play. Remember, this is the difference when you have that border war with Colorado State is they play at altitude in the fort. They're used to it. Now you're coming into Laramie at 72-20. It's going to be a real challenge here. And also, you referenced it. This team has been tremendous. The one concern I have is Graham Ike going up against some size for San Diego State in the post. That's going to be the challenge there. Maldonado's been terrific shooting the ball for Wyoming from the perimeter. Uh, Matt Bradley, to me, is one of the best players in the league. I I love watching him play. I'm not going to touch this game, but if I were to play it, I would have to take uh, Wyoming at home here. I'll have a play on this game later, Amal, and you don't have to uh, guess what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Also in the Mountain West tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific time on FS1 from the Save Mart Center in Fresno, New Mexico at Fresno State. New Mexico comes off... Uh, beating the Air Force 69-65 on Saturday. Fresno uh, lost four straight before finding that elixir in the Air Force 65-40 Tuesday. They have almost a whole week off here. They played this game at the pit uh, earlier this year. Fresno was a five-point favorite. That game pushed. 65-60 was the final. Tonight, they find themselves laying 10.5 at home against New Mexico with a total of 134 them all. Yeah, this total seems a little bit high to me with the way Fresno State defends. Uh, New Mexico barely escaped, as you alluded to, against uh, the Falcons on Saturday. But I-, I think when you look at this Fresno State team, offensively, they can be challenged at times, and that could be a bit of a concern. They did win the game in the pit, uh, so a revenge spot here for New Mexico with the number. I think the 10 seems a little bit big. Uh, but I also think this total one thirty four and a half is high. I usually don't touch these New Mexico games. I don't. Yeah. I don't have a good handle on this team. But I would say lean your way. I'd lean to taking the points here uh, rather than laying them. Eight p.m. on ESPNU from Gill Coliseum in Corvallis, Oregon. It's Washington State at Oregon State. Washington State comes off the back to back games uh, against Seattle against Washington first in Pullman then in Seattle. And now this is a back to back. They're going to play in Pullman on on Thursday. So these Northern Pac twelve teams have a lot of. Games to make up because of the COVID situations earlier in the year. I'll tell you, Amal, you're the Oregon State whisperer. You had them when they beat Utah. That's the last time they won a game. They've lost 14 in a row. And then you had them the other night against USC. Catching how many were you, they catching at home against USC? 10, 11? Yeah, 11. Double, they went to double overtime. They had every right to win that game. Yeah. So you've been successful with a team that's 3-24 and 24 finding spots to play them. Tonight, they are catching eight at home at the Gill Coliseum with a total of 138. They got embarrassed by UCLA on Saturday. At one point in time, the Bruins had a 24-0 run. I mean, how does that even happen? A little bit of a high number here uh, just with Washington State in terms of their offense. But again, I mean, it sounds like I'm I'm playing all these games on the under. But to me tonight, with the 138 on this total, with the way Washington State defends, I I think Oregon State's going to struggle to score. 
Yeah, I'm going to pass the game. It's hard to watch these Washington schools play. It's, it really it's, is. It's, it, there's just not much. They, they don't They don't shoot. They don't really have much flow to their offense. Um, the, those schools have regressed. I'm sorry to tell you, Femi. Okay, now uh, let's go to where the action is tonight, and that's in the Bronx, New York, at the Rose Hill Gymnasium. Four o'clock <laughs> Pacific time. A big A-10 clash, I guess. UMass and Fordham. UMass comes in with a sterling 5-10 and 10 record in conference, and Fordham them all 6-9. and nine. This is the, uh, let's see here. This is the first meeting between these two teams. Uh, UMass has lost two in a row. They got waxed at Dayton, and they lost by 15 to VCU at home. Fordham comes off a 21-point loss at Davidson. Fordham laying two at home here, Amal, with a total of 138. Yeah, this Fordham Rams team has been far better. This was one of my favorite teams to bet against last year, but this team has been better. UMass has really struggled. Uh, this team, think about how bad they've played or poorly they've played. Duquesne's last win came against UMass about oh, a month and a half ago or almost it feels like longer than that. Uh, I think the Rams are probably the play here. Don't really like this game either way. All right, one more game here. This is uh, from our favorite conference, the Colonial College of Char- Charleston at Hofstra. Charleston eight and nine in league play. Hofstra twelve and five. They won the first matchup in Charleston, seventy six seventy three on January twenty seventh as a two and a half point favorite. Tonight uh, at home, Amal Hofstra lane five and a half with a high total one sixty and a half. Yeah, big number here. But if you look at COC's games, you see why. And the first time these two teams played, neither of them shot the ball particularly well. But uh, this is one I'm going to stay away from completely. You mentioned a revenge spot for COC. All right. When we come back, we will turn our attention to the NHL. Three games on the ice tonight, as well as season-long awards, most goals scored, and the Vezina Trophy. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books in Vegas and across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Amal, three games on the ice tonight. Yeah. Good weekend slate this weekend of games. I like the way they did it yesterday, too, in the NHL. Batman again, marketing genius. But look, 10, 11, 12, 1, yeah. 330, 4.30, 5.30, 7.30. I mean, it was just good. You had, you had hockey action all day. All right, let's start out in the nation's capital tonight. The Maple Leafs at the Caps. The Maple Leafs come in. The third team in the Atlantic Division, the Caps, the fourth team in the Metro. Leafs have won two in a row, Amal. Caps have lost two in a row coming in. Morazic against Samsonov tonight. Morazic 8-4, 3.07 goals against Samsonov. 17-9-3, 2.85 goals against Maple Leafs. Lane 140. Now, this is up from 130. 140 here on the road with uh, a total of 6.5, slightly shaded to the under. I think the with Morazic and Net, who's been confirmed... I don't like Toronto being the favorite here. Mm. I think Washington's got a great opportunity. Uh, I know how well Toronto has played all year long, but, you know, Washington, the one concern I have with them is their record at home. 12 wins, 17 losses, five, including in overtime. So that's a little bit alarming. But, man, that, that, that's a big number with Morazic and that. If it were Campbell, I get it. Did you happen to watch the Red Wings and Toronto at all on Saturday? No, I saw the score. So the game was 5-2 Maple Leafs going into the third period. Jack Campbell gives up two goals 
in like two and a half minutes. And it's 5-4. They pull him, they put Mrazek in. Mrazek gives up two goals in the next two minutes as well. Eight goals in the third period in Detroit. Toronto hangs on and wins at 10-7. Eight goals and there were no empty netters amongst the eight of them all. That's amazing. How can that happen? I just have a bad day. Does it happen in the All-Star game three on three? <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. The next, uh, the next game at 4-30 also. Canucks uh, at the Devils. Canucks quietly have won three in a row, including last night in Madison Square Garden. Um, they beat Georgia. I thought Georgia played poorly last night. There's yeah, a, he did. He I, really did. Right? Those were some weak goals he gave yeah. up from distance and that. Anyhow, they're taking on the Devils who uh, who ripped your heart out against the Pens last week. Um, the Devils. Why? The Devils. I thought you guys put a Pens money line parlay in that night. I told them not to take it. Oh, really? I, 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 hockey. It was three nothing two minutes into the game, I think. Yeah, but in hockey... Yeah. You can't lay these three dollars. It's yeah. a few puck bounces here or there, and you're going to lose on a three. No, I wouldn't take that. Come on. Devils are a dollar twenty-five favorite here against the Canucks. As I said, the Canucks have won three in a row. They're going to get Halak tonight. Yeah. Markstrom played great last night, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Halak has not performed well since coming over from Boston. Two five and two. The goals against near three. This Dawes kid that beat Pittsburgh the other night in goal again. It looks like for the Devils. He's two and one with a two point six four total here. Them all. Is six and a half as well shaded to the under. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised at this price, but again, back to back for Vancouver. You alluded to it, Yaroslav Halak and net tonight. Uh, Nico Dawes has gotten off to a fast start for the Devils here. Mike, I would have to look at the dog. You know, you don't have much travel. They're probably staying in the same hotel, so it makes it a lot easier. It was a pretty comfortable game yesterday. They get that four nothing lead. They do give up two goals, then they get the empty netter to win against the Rangers. Um, but I, I think this is a good opportunity on the Vancouver uh, situa- side here with this plus price. I would look at Vancouver as well tonight, uh, getting a plus price on the road. And then the nightcap is a very good matchup tonight between the Bruins and Kings from L.A. This is at 730 Pacific on the NHL Network. Well, the Bruins come in at fourth in the Atlantic, but they've won four in a row, including uh, against uh, the Kraken uh, on this road trip and the Sharks on this West Coast swing. California swing. The Kings have won five in a row and have moved up to second in the Pacific Division. This five-game winning streak includes um, at the Knights, twice at Phoenix, the Ducks, and the Islanders. Uh, The Kings are going to start quick tonight. Jonathan, 14-10-6 with a 2-5-5. You'll probably get Linus Allmark tonight. For the Bruins. No, it's it's expected to be Swayman. Swayman? Yeah. Okay. Swayman tonight for the Bruins. Bruins here. Down from the uh, overnight of 135 to 125. So we're seeing some Kings money. Kings still plus 105. Total here of five and a half, minus 115 on the under. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to have a play on this one coming up here shortly, Mike. But I'm going to tell you, the way Swayman has played has been really impressive. Last five games, and four of those games, he's only given up uh, a goal or less. So really been dominant. You mentioned it with the Kings here. And this Boston team, for me, they've been kind of hit or miss, but it seems like with him and Nett, they really have things going in the right direction. I think they're kind of a forgotten team when you look. We always talk about Florida, Carolina, Tampa, but nobody mentions the Bees, and I think this is a team you got to pay attention to. All right, let's take a look at some of the season-long awards, all in the NHL. And let's start out well, – oh, before I do that, I'm sorry. We, we put this in here about the highest-scoring game um, – the cash you said on Friday. Remember, you liked the Devils at the Blackhawks. There were three games all at 3:40. Yeah. Didn't like the Colorado game. Twelve goals in that game. Blackhawks uh, broke a 5-5 tie with two goals late in the third. That cashed at 3:40. So we'll stay with that. Three games today, which will be the highest scoring game. Maple Leafs Capitals is the favorite at plus 150. Canucks Devils plus 180, and then Bruins Kings at plus 240. I think this is a really tough one to call today. 
um, just simply because you could get uh, both these games being fairly good defensively. But I would have to go with the Maple Leafs caps because you don't have Campbell in net against Morazic here. Why don't you just cross out the Bruins Kings and bet the other two and pick up a profit? It's not going to be the Bruins and Kings. I, our producer chimes in with astute. I, I don't disagree with you. But you dis, you do disagree with the word astute to describe no, it. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, well, I, I just don't think, you know, because in hockey sometimes, you know, look at last night. Who would have thought, uh, was it Samsonova in net last night? Or no, Sorokin, I'm sorry, for the Islanders. Gets the shutout against the... Uh, well, they played a beautiful game. I watched the whole game because yeah. it was on the NHL. The very few scoring chances for the Ducks. The, do they have really any? I mean, it was like non-threats, and if they were, he was never screened on any of them. They did a great job. Stolarz was awful, though. Was his, Stolarz made a Stolarz, stupid yeah. play. He came way out of the net, and then they give up the goal on the the breakaway where they were pinching in down three to nothing. But uh, yeah, I thought the Islanders played probably maybe their best game of the year. They a did. Disappointing team. Yeah. They were dominant on the road last night. Okay, let's get to this most goals scored here in the NHL regular season market. Um, you have an odds-on choice here, even money at Austin Matthews. He only leads by one goal right. uh, for the Maple Leafs with 37. You can get Leon Dreisaitl at 2-1. to one. He's one goal behind at 36. Ovechkin is four goals behind. He's 6-1. to one. Kreider is, is uh, two goals behind. He's 7-1. to one. Kyle Connor, four goals behind, 10-1. to one. And Dabrinkit, who's become a real goal scorer for the Blackhawks, He's uh, eight behind the lead at 25 to one. Does it come down to Matthews and Dreisaitl here or is somebody outside of the top two got a shot? I think Kreider's got a shot and you can't rule out Ovi just depending on how many power plays they get, right? I mean, probably the best score on power plays in the history of the game. You know, he kind of sets up in his office and boom. Um, Austin Matthews has been tremendous, but I, I like Leon Dreisaitl. I, I'm just a big I fan like of too. too. Yeah, and you play with McDavid. That line. Maybe, maybe you lose some of the opportunities because you're out there with 97. Yeah, but, but still, you create more opportunities. That's fair as well. Yeah, it's their problem. They're a one-line team, and they have that's been exactly for three right. years. I, yeah, you know, I mean, they got probably the best line in the NHL, and uh, at least up front. And when you look at it, this team though, it's, it's the other lines that are the problem. All right, now let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Vezina because we do talk about goalies a lot when we handicap the NHL and all. And let's take a look here at the odds. I bet the Rangers to win the cup because of Shesterkin. He's minus 135 in this market right now. He leads the NHL in goals against average at 1.95 and has 25 wins. Co-second choices at 6-1 to one are Jacob Markstrom for Calgary and Andre Vasilevsky, two-time defending Stanley Cup champion for Tampa Bay. Markstrom, 2-1-3, goals against his fifth. He's got 24 wins. Vasilevsky's at 2-2-8. He's seventh in goals against, but with 28 wins. I believe he's leading the NHL in wins right now. Let's get back to the field at 10-1. Everybody that's not specifically listed, because I think it's a really interesting bet. Campbell, as we talked about for Toronto, although he's faded a little bit as of late, he was there at around a 2-2-2-3 goals against. He's up to 2-5-5, which is 13th, has 23 wins. You got to see UC Saros in the outdoor game at Nashville. I thought that was a terrific game Saturday night. Congrats to Nashville and uh, Pekka Rene. They finally retired Pekka Rene, first jersey retired in that franchise's history. They did it, I believe, on Thursday night and then honored him again on Saturday on national TV. Saros, a tough luck loser, 3-2 to Tampa Bay. 2.46, he's 12th with 25 wins. Bobrovsky, 26 wins, 2-6-3. Goals against 16th in that. Tristan Yari, you've talked about uh, Amal. He's 40 to 1. He's got a 2 3 3. He's 8th in goals against 26 wins. Let's talk about the field because it contains my guy, Ville Husso. 
for the Blues. Let's talk about the field. Huso for the Blues, he's only got 13 wins because he hasn't become the he's only become the number one in about the last six weeks. But a 203 goals against his second. Third in goals against our guy Freddie Anderson. Uh, with Carolina, 2.03. He, I'm sorry, not Vasilevsky, but Anderson leads the league and wins with 29. Jake Ottinger for your Dallas Stars is sixth in goals against at 2.25. 17 uh, wins. Swayman, who's going to play for the Bruins tonight, is fourth in goals against 2.04. Um, but he's only got 12 wins, obviously because of the platoon there. And then Sorokin, who you mentioned at the shutout last night, 2.37, ninth and 17. Is the field worth a bet with Huso, Freddie Anderson specifically included in there? I don't think so. I think it's going to come Ooh. down to Shosturkin and uh, Markstrom. Shosturkin leads in goals against save percentage, and then Markstrom's got eight shutouts. Yeah. That's you a can ridiculous bet number. You, you bet the three of them if you wanted to. All right. When we come back, the plays. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. No more football, no problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with Life After Football with the Bet Rivers app. Welcome back. It's on Mike Paul. I'm here with them all show. We didn't have any plays on Friday, but we both have at least one play today. I'll give you the honors, sir. To start on the National Hockey League Staples Center, or now whatever it's called, Crypto.com, uh, tonight with the Kings and the Bruins. Going to go under five and a half here. Swayman against Jonathan Quick. Both goaltenders have been outstanding, but Swayman has really been on a tear of late. Last five games hasn't even yielded three goals. So I like this game under five and a half, and I think you have a similar play to this one. Yeah, I like that the Bruins also getting every other night on the road. They don't have to play any back-to-backs on this West Coast trip. Let's start with that play for me, though. I bet it a different way. I bet it under uh, one and a half in the first period. And I laid uh, minus 105 here. I just saw on that DraftKings it was 120. I know they have a bigger 
a bigger straddle, but maybe the money is going that way. I think good defensive matchup between two teams who are on a winning streak here. All right, I took Baylor on the road at Texas. I know it's a revenge spot. I know you don't like road chalk. I just think they're a better team than Texas. I, I, I'm i not sold on Texas being as good as I once thought they were. I thought they were right there as the third or fourth best team in the Big 12. I just don't see it because from a half-court offensive perspective, they have too many empty trips where they don't get good shots at all. They really don't. And I think uh, when you look at in this league, there are three teams, and then I think there's a, a, a gap between the rest of the teams. I still believe, you know, Baylor went to the fog and just got absolutely destroyed early in that right. game. They were getting run out by Kansas at home on Saturday and slowly worked their way back into the game and took control in the second half. I think that's a big confidence boost for them. And if Kansas should trip up, they're right there to pick up the pieces. Um, you say, you know, there's only a four-point difference. They were minus five at home. Now they're minus one on the road in the, in the matchup with yeah. Texas. But the first number was wrong. They, they should have probably been six and a half or seven in that game. Wouldn't you agree? I, yeah, absolutely. I was shocked by it when yeah. I saw the five and a half. And so to me, when you look at this one... I'm a little bit surprised by where this number came back. All right, and then I'm going to take two at home with Wyoming. They haven't gotten beat yet. I like what you talk about altitude there. These boys uh, boys from La Jolla down there playing at Vieja Center right at sea level or below uh, have to go up and play in that altitude. Wyoming's a team that can shoot the ball, and against a good defensive team like San Diego State, you've got to make shots that are open. You know, Mike Montgomery, the former Stanford coach, talked about when they used to have to go to Colorado. Uh, not He wasn't obviously in the program when yeah. that team joined the league, but in certain situations when you go into some of these places at altitude, he goes, you better believe if you're not familiar with it or not used to it, it makes a huge difference when you get into that second half. Well, they talk about in football, it's not the game you play at mile high, it's the game after mile high. Yeah. You saw Arizona, played at Utah on Thursday and then at Colorado on Saturday, yeah. gassed in the second half, yeah. got outscored by 21. Amal, let's turn our attention now to your favorite subject, the National Basketball Association. Some of the games tonight. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to tell you, I bet that loser Laker team last night, and they did me a huge favor. I, I... They ended the game about midway through the third quarter. Didn't even have to look back. Bill Cramsey, who you know is our, our yeah. director of player development here, a longtime Aria and Bellagio guy, he had a parlay, a hundred, I think, a hundred dollar parlay that paid four thousand, something like wow. that. And the last leg of it was Lakers minus a point and a half. He said, uh, "Dead money, I guess. I didn't even have a shot here." I, I said, "Hedge it a little bit, Bill." Hedge it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get a hedge in. Put put twelve hundred on the Pelicans, or or even take the Pelicans money line and hope it lands one, something like that. You know what I mean? One and a half the other way. But uh, right, he didn't get a shot. And in that game, you know, the end game kept suggesting the Lakers would come back, but they just kept extending the lead. They were up twenty one. The end game was fourteen. Next time I looked, it was twenty eight. Well, the 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 thing is, they were getting blown out. It was eleven at the break, and they mm -hmm. come right out of the shoot yeah. in the third quarter, and this thing got out of yeah. whack real quick. Yeah. All right, let's talk about two better teams than the Lakers, and that's the one and two seeds currently in the Eastern Conference, the Bulls and the Heat. Bulls took care of business out of the All-Star break, um, beating Atlanta. They, had, in fact, had won six straight before losing to Memphis. The Heat, the one seed in the East now, they've won three straight coming into this game. The Heat at home tonight, Amal, are laying four and a half, up a point from the overnight, with a total of 221 and a half. Every single one of these four games, Amal, the total from the overnight is down three to five points. I wonder why that is, but let's start with this game in particular. 
Well, it's an interesting game. Remember, the Bulls got embarrassed earlier this year by Miami uh, when they played in December. That was an absolute blowout in favor of the Miami Heat. They won that game by a score of 118 to 92. In this particular matchup, Mike, the one thing you have to concern yourself with from a Bulls perspective is Nikolai Vujicic right now is going to be a game-time decision with this ankle. That's 18 points a game. I really like him. I know a lot of people may not be as high on him. I liked him when he was in Orlando. Uh, but this is an important game for both sides in terms of getting that home seating in the Eastern Conference here. Right now, both these teams neck and neck. Miami at 40 and 21. The Bulls at 39 and 22, a game back. And with only 21 games remaining for both sides, this is going to be a crucial one if you can kind of put that separation there. Uh, the other thing is Victor Oladipo should be back in about a week, week and a half for the Miami Heat. So if you think about Miami with the potential to accomplish this of having the best record at home, and not even having a full complement of players throughout the season, that says a lot about the Heat. Will there be a playoff-like atmosphere in South Beach tonight? Uh, it's Monday night. I don't know, depending on what time your reservation at Prime 112 is. All right, let's move on now. Uh, game that starts at 4 o'clock Pacific time. Timberwolves at the Cavaliers. Timberwolves currently the seventh seed in the West. Cavaliers currently the fourth seed in the East. Um, all these two teams played in Minneapolis uh, on December 10th. Cavaliers were a point-and-a-half favorite, and they won that game 123-106. to Tonight, the T-Wolves laying three-and-a-half, up from one-and-a-half on the overnight, and the total down from 222-and-a-half to 219. Yeah, I think this is simply the fact that when you look at Garland still out with the back issue and Karis LeVert out with the foot injury, um, I think this is a pretty good matchup, and I'm a little bit surprised to see the T-Wolves jumping up to a three-and-a-half-point road favorite here. I think Cavaliers have a great chance. If you take the three-and-a-half, I think you have to take a shot with the money line as well here. Raptors are at uh, Brooklyn tonight to take on the uh, the Nets. Raptors currently seventh in the East. The Nets currently eighth in the East. Um, the Raptors have lost four or five coming into this game of all. The Nets... We're nine and a half point dog at Milwaukee on Saturday. Came away with the win, one twenty six to one twenty three on the ABC game of the week tonight. However, Toronto laying four on the road with a total down from two twenty two and a half on the overnight to two seventeen. Yeah, again, it's the injury concern when you look at this Brooklyn team. No KD, no Simmons yet, and of course Kyrie not playing the home games. But that may change fairly Very quickly. Soon. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, but when you look at this Raptors team tonight, game-time decision on Fred Van Vliet. Uh, he's got a, a bit of an, a knee injury he's dealing with, so we'll see if he's a go on that one. Uh, did play against Atlanta where he scored 24 points, but they're going to need him in the lineup if they're going to be able to get this one. No play here. No, Just don't have a lean one way or the other. Hornets are in Milwaukee tonight taking on the Bucks. This game at 5 p.m. on NBA TV. Maybe our buddy Tim Doyle will be calling the game. Hornets the 9 seed in the East right now. The Bucks the 5 seed in the East. Amal, both of these teams have lost four out of the last five heading into this matchup. Bucks laying 10.5 at home here with a total. Down from 241.5 on the overnight, Amal, to 238.5. Well, I don't know if I'm going to touch the 10.5, but this is a bad spot for Charlotte. They lose an overtime game last night at home against Detroit. It's about 10, 10.5 point favorites. Now you go to Milwaukee, who's coming off a loss against Philadelphia in their last game. So, uh, excuse me, Brooklyn, not Philadelphia, against Brooklyn on Friday night. So a good bounce-back opportunity for the Bucks here, but 10.5 seems like kind of a big number. All right, let's talk about the MVP race in the NBA. Joel Embiid is your current favorite, uh, Amal, at plus 115. Defending champ Nikola Jokic at plus 270. The Greek freak, $4. DeMar DeRozan, who's the talk of the Visa Network, at least amongst all the morning early morning shows, they love DeRozan to be the MVP at 11-1. to 1. I don't see it. Here's my question about Embiid. 
Harden comes and joins Embiid and Harden does well, does that hurt Embiid in the MVP race? I don't think so. I think uh, mm. what Joel's been able to do without that supporting cast outside of Tobias Harris consistently with this team has been incredibly impressive. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I do get the affinity for DeMar DeRozan. He has been absolutely on a tear in what he's been able to do. And then with the, where the Bulls are in the standings, you have to give him a ton of credit. Go ahead. Do you, don't you think the entire body of his work hurts him, though, in the MVP voting his entire career where he hasn't won anything and he hasn't been a clutch guy? Don't, do you think that that plays against him? Or do you think that that plays you know, in in a year-long voting? Or do you think it's no factor? I, do, I don't think it should be a factor. But uh, do you think it is? I mean, the I reality do, uh, and yes. what you want. Yes, I think that's a great point you bring up. Uh, I think, indeed, part of it is, is I, I hate to classify it this way, but it almost becomes like a Lifetime Achievement Award. And the way Embiid's career has gone in the last five years, yeah. he's been one of the top five, seven, eight players in the league, however you want to quantify or classify him. And Jokic right there. I, I just think, though, to win back-to-back -back MVPs, you got to have a tremendous season. And Jokic has been able to do that. I mean, if you look at what he's been able to do without his second and third best players, Murray and Porter, is incredibly impressive. He deserves a lot of credit for that. Would you bet Embiid at plus 115 right now? I would not. No one here? Is this a pass on this category it, it for you? It is because of a couple of factors. Number one, guys have to play the entire duration of the season to see how they are from a health standpoint. And it's not like the other guys right there with Embiid, Jokic, and potentially on Tedekumpo can't uh, surpass one of the other guys. Yeah, I agree with you here. There's still too much of the season left. Yeah. And that price is too short. Would you take him at 2-1? to one? I wouldn't, but I mean, yeah. I could be wrong on that one completely. Well, the VEASAN guys need DeRozan. I know they've been betting him for a while now, so good luck to them on that. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.